Welcome to Film Shapes, the podcast. It's official, old buddy. Well, it has been. Okay, guys, welcome. Um, today we're going to talk about uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. But first, hi, Rolly. Hello. And uh, making his debut, it's Ben. Hi, Ben. Hello. How are you going? Good, good. Excellent. Um, now, well, this is Tarantino's 10th film. And it's pretty much a, a homage or a love letter to Hollywood. Uh, it kind of blends two stories together. One's a fading actor and his stuntman friend, that's uh, DiCaprio and Pitt. And the other's this uh, Sharon Tate Manson family story. Um, now, what do we think, guys? I'm curious. I haven't talked to you guys at all about this film yet, so it's all fresh to me. What do you reckon, Rolly? Okay, for me, this was a much more interesting film to talk about after the film than it was to watch. Mm-hmm. I didn't find it an <laughs> enjoyable film to watch, ah. apart from a couple of moments, which we'll talk about, but mm. um, that's that's a brief summary of my angle on the film. Right. Oh, okay. But that, that's good in a way, isn't it? Well, I think so. I think it's interesting. <laughs> it's an interesting film. I think it's possibly Tarantino's most interesting film in that sense. Hmm. It's uh, in terms of the discussion of it. Okay. Um, but when you were watching it, not having it. It was tedious. A lot of it was mm, tedious. Interesting. Um, there's a lot of vignettes that, you know, I think yeah. it was just made up of a series of mildly entertaining vignettes. Hmm. Um, you know, but that was punctuated with one or two, one or two more intense moments, shall we say? Sure, sure. Ben, what about you? Well, I I did think it was quite atypical of a Tarantino film. Like it definitely had a different overall tone. It felt much more like I don't know, like a if Richard Linklater made a Tarantino film. You know, it was mm. just a lot of like hanging out, people having loose conversations, and <laughs> yeah. you know, it felt it, it it kind of felt like a fun romp to me. I I quite enjoyed the movie, um, and. Yeah, I mean, I can I can understand why it would seem boring in the context of his other work, mm. um, but I quite like that it had a different kind of tone, was much more laid back, and like I also thought that that sort of helped accentuate the parts of the film which were more in Tarantino's wheelhouse, mm. um, you know, particularly the scenes of, of violence that pop up. Uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. We well, well, sort of knew it was coming. Every yeah, that's right. Everyone's waiting for it. It's sort of up to then. It was oh, this is quite a different. So, and suddenly, oh, okay, now it's, yeah, yeah. Couldn't help himself. Couldn't or, help himself. Mm. I don't know. I was reading a thing on, um, it was a psychology thing called the um, the peak end principle or something. It's Ooh. based on the uh, your idea of an experience or your, your experience of a particular mm. situation is based largely on, on its peak or, you know, its peak ah, levels and, yeah. okay. and its end rather uh, than the sum average of all. Of the whole experience, yeah. so I think what Tarantino's done here, you know, he's put, you know, he's got quite a, a couple of really strong spikes mm. in a largely, yeah, you know, otherwise kind of flat, yeah, flat, yeah. flat scene, and one of those spikes happens to be at the end as well. So you yep. leave the film going, oh, you know, maybe it wasn't that as bad I, as I was, because you know, yeah. about that quarter of a, or a third of the way in, mm. or maybe even a bit further than that, I was thinking, oh, this is really. It's not doing yeah, it for me. Yeah. I'm thinking about it too much now oh, I heard instead so- of watching the film. I'd heard something similar to that without the peak bit, like just that if you end the film in a sort of blaze of glory, people will remember that as a great film. 
Yeah. But if the good stuff's at the beginning and it sort of peters off, they, they won't remember that it's a good film. It's well, something similar The research to that. is based largely on uh, pain, research about pain. So if you have a oh. painful, a large, a strong peak of pain, but it's not at the end... Um, of what? Your, your, of, your, of your procedure. So you're, me- you're having a medical procedure with, uh, which involves pain. Yeah. If the, if the strongest level of pain is not at the end of the procedure, then you're more likely to go away from it. Thinking, oh, that was all right. it wasn't as bad as, yeah. Weird. weird. Whereas if that is at okay. the end, then, um, then, yeah, you don't want to have that procedure again. <laughs> so, <laughs> so did you find the so, ending of the film painful is mm, the question? Mm. I did. I did. Really? In some, well, I, well, it was uncomfortable. Yeah. I, yes. When we're, when we're talking about the ending, I'm talking more about the, the, the kind of violent peak of, yes, rather than yes, the, sort of uh, the, the little denouement. come down. Yeah yeah. 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 What did you call that? The denouement. The denouement. Denouement. Oh. Oh. Denouement for some people. I, I, <laughs> this is, <laughs> it's enlighten all me, please. <laughs> <laughs> it's the, the final bit, basically. Yeah, great. The, the wrap up. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I'll remember coda. that. <laughs> um, I. Uh, yeah, I had a th- had a long think about this as well, and during it, I, I think I was a bit more amenable to it than you. I was thinking, oh, it's good. I don't mind a long film, mm. but this, ah, uh, I don't know. It did it did seem like I almost had to look at my watch, and I don't like to do that. Yeah, I'm with to me, you. to I'm me, with I you. thought this is nearly three hours. It was two hours forty about. It seemed yeah, a bit longer. My, my, my ticket at Luna yesterday, I think, said 255, but that might have included Included it, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's it's no longer than, like, I thought this is his longest ever. I double-checked. I went back. I think The Hateful Eight's a bit longer, yeah. a little bit longer, mm. and Django might be as long. And it was, He does like a long film, but this just really dragged for me, I thought. It, it leaves yeah. you in a funny mode because we were at the premiere as well mm. and people clap, got up and clapped at the end and it, and it was like... Oh, was, did you go to Cannes or something? No, we what were the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> Where's this? Luna? Yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. It was people Luna. clapping people at the People were clapping at the end of the movie and, and, and we were there, on. you know, it was almost like arms folded like, oh, no, I'm not... I'm you didn't not stand up and clap? Absolutely not. I bet not. Seb didn't have Absolute, a bit, bit of no that either, way, did he? No way, no way. No, and actually we, so the person I saw it with, Seb, you know, he was completely negative on the film. Okay. Uh, coming out of it, but walking out, I think about, you know, in the kilometre walk between the cinema and back here, mm. um, I think I, you know, we got to a point of discussing it at such a level that mm. it became much more interesting again. Okay. And yeah. and we, re- I think it's that kind of film that's it's more fun to talk about than it is to watch. But it, still, I, there are some great things in it. I think, but there are also, I, apart from the, the 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 length of it, I I came up, I formulated this theory, and probably a not too popular theory. Let me see what you guys think. Tarantino um, is fated as a great director, mm-hmm. would you say? Sure. Almost like mm. a, a star. Like there's not too many of them around you. Yes. If yes. you ask uh, the bog standard punter. Tell me a director. They'll say Spielberg, yeah. maybe Tarantino. He's celebrity maybe. as well. Right, yeah. right. I think he might be um, winging it a little bit. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like you put, okay, there's no. fractured timelines. There's over-the-top comic violence and great soundtracks. And and is there much else? I don't think he relied as heavily on the soundtrack as he has oh, in man. the past. I don't know. No, I mean, I there's a lot of needle drops, but it's much more like, you know, sort of songs that you associate with the era, you mm. know, like, you know, yeah. Mr. Robinson, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. 
rather than his no normal you know mo which is to pick you know fairly obscure you know b-sides and that kind of stuff yeah. and like you really curate mm. a uh you know a really bespoke kind of soundtrack was mm. this felt more like he's just kind of encompassing the era he's been quite accurate with that too yeah. hasn't he yeah, yeah. Were, i checked a few of these songs yeah, and they all seem to be around that that era so yeah but i think he's smarter than that mm. actually i think he knows exactly what he's doing here and he's got some no, I don't know. He's got some uh, <coughs> ideas about why he's doing it that we're not necessarily aware of. Do you of. think he's calculating for his audience or do you think he's just putting his heart on his sleeve? Uh, I think he's thinking this This could likely be my last film in this whatever mm. format and okay. it's important for me and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hide some stuff in there. This is another thing. Why is he... Saying this could be is he is he dying or something? What's going on? No, I think he's just concerned about his legacy and he wants to sort mm. of you know ensure that he's got a a narrative around his career that mm. you know he doesn't he doesn't fade out he doesn't have well, that like bad back end. It also feels mm. as well like he he almost could have gone down in you know not to say he's he's guilty of the same things, but uh, with the Harvey Weinstein Weinstein oh I see yeah uh, thing you know that was he he was. He copped a bit, a little bit of flack for being a bit abusive. Yeah, didn't he's, he? he's yeah. always yeah. kind of been that way. Anyway, he's always been, you yeah. know, had that kind of slightly misogynistic mm. element. And you know, that's well, something. Yes. Mm. You know, he's very aware of that in this film. But it's almost like he's going, he's sort of almost, almost poking the bear. Yes, <laughs> yes, isn't he? Which is, yeah, you know, his right to do as a director. Sure. And, but I think, yeah, I think it's a mistake to say he's not aware of, of mm. what he's doing there. Mm. I think he's doing it really consciously. Yeah, well, and I think, I mean, you look at his previous film, The Hateful Eight, I mean, if that, that film is an exercise in rubbing people's noses oh, and yeah. skin, you know, all of the worst mm. <laughs> impulses, I think, that he yep. brings to filmmaking. Um, yeah, that's where he underlined, fuck you guys, I'm just going to do what I what yeah. I like, I think. Yeah. Whereas this felt, um, I, I felt like this felt like a step back. Like, if yeah. anything, I like this felt much more sort of humanistic and like, mm. I mean, this is the first time I think I've seen a Quentin Tarantino film where a character has an emotional breakdown because of a, you know, self-realisation that they come to right. from, like, you know, yeah. reading a book, you know, which is <laughs> yes. weirdly atypical of, of Quentin Tarantino. So, But yeah. I think this film is more about himself than any of oh, his yeah. other films, isn't yeah. it? Mm. You know, sure. because, and he's taken that, you know, the, the Manson murder is, is the icon of Hollywood violence. He also spoiler. is an icon of <laughs> Hollywood. Why is that a spoiler? Well, because... Okay, no, no. <laughs> everyone knows it's about everyone knows. Not everybody. Happened. Not everybody. I mean, I mean, are we? Can we get into spoilers? I think we have to. We, this film? I mean, we have it to. It feels this, very difficult yeah. to have a meaningful discussion about this yeah. movie. There, there are. There would be some young folk, and this is another issue I've got with this: young folk and people who aren't versed in this. For example, my my wife, she was like, "What? What's? Why is that?" And I was going, "Ooh, interesting. Look what he's done." She's going, "What? What's going on?" Oh, they don't know about. She the didn't murder. know about the Manson yeah. stuff. Um. So they may be thinking, "Oh, this this is not revisionism at all. This is this is what happened." Mm. And so, what so what kind of career did this Sharon Tate woman end up having? <laughs> Fuck all, sadly. Now I don't know. I, that's where I think he, I he say, did he did build up to a kind of mature film, and then he kind of almost ruined it with the the bloody smashings and violence going on at the end, and hiding the fact that this bad shit really did happen. I don't know. That's he's one clever, way of though. looking at like, it. Like I mean, how much? How much did you love Brad Pitt in this film? Not a heap, but he was fine. 
Brad Pitt's Brad Pitt. He doesn't act. He just acts. Yeah, I was Brad. I was wondering about that because you yeah. you seem to have a fairly low opinion. No, of it's him, not. I like I, him. That's the thing. But I, he seemed perfect <clears throat> for this role. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I like. I thought this was really like utilizing his natural charisma. Yes. Yeah, and I perhaps. found myself completely drawn in by that, and I really mm. loved Brad, and I was with him as a hero. Even, mm. and this is I reckon credit to Tarantino. Even though apparently he's murdered his wife yeah, with what, a spear right. gun, Which and is, I kind of forgot about what that. Quite you unnecessary. Know, think of that hanging question. Like, well, I mean, I because mm. I read that as like I'm assuming it was kind of intended just as reference to like the death of Natalie Wood. Um, oh, of course, yeah, yeah, and you know, like the the, the, mm. the rumors surrounding her husband Robert Wagner and his involvement in her death. Uh, okay, yeah, mm. but like, was it intended just as a reference to that, or was it? No, meant to I be, think. It, uh, Fuck knows. It's I, a, it's a, it is a little no, bit obtuse. I think. I that, think he that. leaves it hanging mm. so that you so that you are you continue to believe that he's he's the good guy. You know, he doesn't get a he doesn't like blowjobs from teenage girls. Yeah. You know, right. he's still a a, a a person that we respect. He's loyal. You know, he's very loyal. But, but to why his would man. he why would he even include that then? Because at, at he's got to give he's got to give him permission. He's giving uh, Brad permission to do what he does at the end, which is the most misogynistic piece of violent awfulness I've yeah. seen well, in a long time on the outside of hate for late, probably. Yeah, yeah. Well, I haven't seen that. <laughs> film. Right, but um, um, but you know, and it's all directed at women. So, mm. so he's got to have somehow, and 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 Tarantino goes to the point where that violence goes on for a, to a point where it becomes so, funny, so right? Be, yeah, but then well, it goes no. on longer than that again, where it's kind of funny it's but uncomfortable much. as it's well, too and much, it's too yeah. much. Mm. And it's like. What are you trying to do here? Oh, I, and I think maybe he's saying, don't accuse me of being a misogynist because you're the one laughing. Mm. Yeah. And, and, you've, you know, and you already knew that he killed his wife probably. So, you know, it's on you. Yeah. And, and who did this to us? And Ho- using, Hollywood did. And using Pitt as, because, you know, everyone's favourite pin-up boy Pitt. Sort of, yeah. yeah, well, I think everyone in this film is a stand-in for some part of Tarantino's psyche. Mm. Mm. Yeah. That, that's how I read the film. Okay. Mm. Everyone. He is Sharon Tate sitting in the cinema, you know, loving himself as well. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uncomfortably kind of loving himself. Uncomfortably, and, yeah, that's, yeah. Yeah, that's the point. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, I, I, did, I still think he could have been more mature in that sequence. And, yeah, sure, change, change history, do what you want. He did the same in, in, in Glorious Bastards and Django mm. probably to an extent. Do that. It's, it's his choice. But, fuck, there was a lot of blood. I'm not necessarily squeamish, but yeah, I don't know. It still sat a little un- uncomfortably yeah. for me. It, it was very confrontingly violent, mm. even for a Tarantino film, yeah. especially like, you know, having a lead up to that where, you know, the only violence you see prior to that in the film is, I suppose, the, the scene from the 14th of McCluskey where yes. he burns the Nazis, which obviously is yeah. parallels the ending of um, Inglourious, Inglourious Bastards. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, the scene where... A um, couple uh, of punches. Yeah, Brad yeah. Pitt's punching out the guy who stabbed his tyre. Mm-hmm. But then, yeah, yeah. you know, and like, the guy gets a bloody nose. That was but, a good mm. sequence, by the way. That was like, great. That, yeah. that, oh, that, that whole scene of the, the ranch. That, yeah. was the, that was almost the point where it <laughs> turned into another film. Yeah. Like, it was two separate films before that. Dude, or, you know, it was a separate film before that point. And that's it? another thing. It is two films in one yeah. squeezed in. Yeah. It's, I don't know. That, that also could be... It, <laughs> It's it's achievable. I just think he he let him drag. I don't know. I don't know. I can't pinpoint which bits he could have edited, but yeah, I don't know. He needs a stronger editor, maybe, to say, Bra- you know, Quentin, you don't uh, yeah, need that bit. 
his like his his editor that he worked with for his what first seven or eight films died in twenty ten. Is that right? Okay. And her assistant is now his editor and did the last two films. And he did uh, Galaxy as well, Guardians of the Galaxy. I think Fred Raskin is that this guy? Yeah, yeah. maybe. Yeah. Mm. Um, and like I thought there was some really odd but interesting editing choices in this movie, like mm. the like the scene where he's Timothy Oliphant's character, mm. um, James Stacy. I think he's playing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, comes over and talks to him, and there's these like just like jump cuts where all of a sudden they're wearing a hat and yeah. you know, the conversation kind of just cuts mid-sentence. Yeah. Which was like, I, I don't know, I wasn't quite sure what the intentionality behind that uh-huh. was. Um, I, I think I read one review where they suggested it was about, you know, showing the the the, the, the choppy editing techniques which would have been typical of a television product at the time, but I don't know if uh, I necessarily okay. buy that argument. Mm. I thought it was just, I don't know, like, like a few of the stylistic things in the film, it felt like a fairly un... un like there wasn't really a, a reason behind the choice other than just ah, okay. to like show a bit of, of flair. But that's that's Tarantino, I think, isn't well, it? Yeah. I mean, he all the extra stuff of um, fe- fucking feeding his dog and watching this TV <laughs> show called Mannix. That was oh. fifteen minutes or something, wasn't it? I, it felt like it for me. Um, come on, there's a lot of setup for those moments at the yeah. end. Well, it's yeah, all I mean, set up for these moments at the end. The dog food in the face, yeah, yeah, dog food in the face, and like you know the <clears throat> him, the dog being so trained that he yeah, can, that's a good point. He's yeah. doubling yeah. down on his strengths with this, and mm. in the, almost the the rest of the film, he's he's almost saying, I can make a different type of. Maybe he's not doing it particularly well, but mm. I can make a different type of film if I want to, but. Really, the main main violence is reserved for that one peak at the end. Yeah, yeah. It's not. Yeah. It's a very short part of the film, and the yeah. rest of the film is not very violent at all. Mm. No, apart from the you know the bit of the punch up at the ranch. But mm. but um, did you read anything on what the uh, Manson mob might represent in this film? <sighs> no, you're about to tell very us. Very interesting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, to to Tarantino, you mean? Yeah, and whether he's uh, done his, this on purpose? Uh, I'm guessing his critics. Or his fans? <laughs> no. Is he Charles Manson? I'm going to tell you. I, it's <laughs> great. I think about this. Okay. It's Netflix, man. It's Netflix. Ah, oh, fucking hell. So they're the new generation think, think coming about in it. to yeah, know, kill yeah. the old ways. Yeah. Mm. He is pretty um, anti. Is, is, is he the one that... He's one of the guys that's very anti-Netflix. Him I'm not and, sure, but he's almost saying, he's almost saying this is the old Hollywood yeah. dying, you know. This is the change and... But they didn't. The, no, yeah, but that's his reimagining of it. Mm, his wish, wish so fulfillment. That that's his yeah. wishful thinking is that he could he could uh. do to Netflix what Brad did to the Manson crew. <laughs> but by Netflix, yeah. you know, he's talking about the chain, the changing of the film landscape and how it um, how it is different. And the ranch is very important in that context as uh-huh. well. That that represents the same thing. It's one section, an older. Yeah. Older style of Hollywood, the whole film. Mm. Television. Television's really important in this as well. well Everyone's yeah. always watching TV. Yes. Mm. And um, yeah, it all you can relate it all back to um, the Netflix phenomenon. Really? You reckon that's that's it? not my He's, that it's was his threat. Yeah. Basically. It's yeah, not your theory? No, it's not my theory. Oh good. But I think I think it holds up. When you look mm. at it with that in mind, I think the context plays out quite truthfully. Hmm. Ben? I can see you're not convinced. You need some time for it to settle in. But, right, right. But when you think about I mean, why, I, why have so much television in the film as well, that's kind oh, of I just saw that as, as a massaging his um, nerdism. Look, look, no, we can do all this. Tarantino, I don't think he makes films where, where 
things aren't there for a reason. You know, everything I has think a he, representation. I think, he, I think he does. I think he does. Yeah, I yeah. think a lot of the references were just there for you know the pastiche of it. You, like, yeah. so do you, so oh, it's so think, cool, man! You can make, let's put this. So here. Think, I, I, knows, I, oh, people are going to make make up stuff about this. <clears throat> I don't know what it is, but hey, doesn't matter. So then, he's not even thinking about Netflix, and I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I, mm. I want him to be cleverer than that. Otherwise, I feel like he is kind of just. I don't think a misogynistic. Film, no, I don't think know. he is cleverer than that. I think he's about that level. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. But yeah. It, who knows? We don't know him. If we'd met him, perhaps. Definitely, when he's speaking about his film, you don't get the impression that it's he's being that clever. Oh, he's de- he's detailed. I'd say. Yeah. It's very, very detailed, detailed with what so he wants to do. I would say, do. yeah, I I would say actually that he is very clever, but he's not necessarily intelligent. Like uh-huh. he's. He's very good at, you know, knowing information. He's very good at presenting information that reflects the fact that he's aware of this information. Mm. But I don't think he synthesizes that into anything necessarily all that meaningful. And if you, you know, I mean, yeah, you look at the the ending of this film, the ending of Inglorious Bastards, which are these like violent revisions of, mm. of history, and you can kind of read into those a fairly, I don't know, facile understanding of how you would write the wrongs of history. Yes, yes. Mm. You know, yep. it's like, oh, well, we'll just burn Hitler alive. But that yeah. seems to be the obvious <laughs> Let's make sure thing. she doesn't die. Let's yeah. kill somebody. Let's kill the fucking hippies that did it to her. <laughs> yeah. I feel, yeah, I feel it. I don't, that's too simple to me. But, I mean, you might mm. be right. Maybe that's all, maybe that's all it is. But well, he, I think well, there's a lot more reading going in. You can yeah. read definitely a lot more into it. And, you know, that maybe is, that's, that makes it, a little more important in a way, the mm. fact that people can read other things into it, even if it's not intended. Yeah, well, no, no, that's um, fine. I, I'm sure he's happy that people are doing what we're doing right now, mm. I, I guess. Um, the title, is this anything to do with his... What, 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 why do you think he's called it Once Upon a Time in... Hollywood? Well, it's a reference to um, the Western movies, yeah. obviously. Yeah. And the, Once Upon a Time in America. Yeah, the Sergio yeah. Leone Sergio films, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, but is it... Like, I, I I guess, like, a lot of things in the film, like, is it just a reference for the sake of it being a reference? Or is it mm. meant to be an underlying meaning? Like, I mean, you know, like, yeah, like, it has a very similar title to Once Upon a Time in America, but is there any other parallel other than the fact that that was directed by Sergio Leone? I, I wouldn't say so. No. <laughs> so probably that's it. Um, well, but the... it sounds like we're doing him an injustice. He, he's still got panache and technique and style. And... Mm. I think there's also the, um, the thing of violence, you know, the way violence is addressed in this mm. film both directly and indirectly yeah. and the way they uh, the Manson crew kind of point the finger back at Hollywood and say yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. movies did this to us <laughs> movies have created us mm. and is, is um, that... and that's what Quentin is doing as well right he's yeah. saying it's not me it's it's you guys mm. because you wanted you wanted this otherwise I wouldn't be as famous a director as I am so he's playing to his audience pretty much I think he is but I, I do think he's trying to um, kind of appease them on a different level with this one hmm. potentially because so much of the film is not – because it's a different film for him, yeah. like yeah. you said. It's, um, you know, but he still does have those – that peak violence, which you know he needs, and he's clever enough to put it in at, at the end, so it still Did, feels like a um, – What's your favourite Tarantino film, just off of interest here? Oh, I did enjoy um, Inglorious Bastards, but I haven't seen the last – I haven't seen Django and um, The Hateful Eight. Go back a little. Mm. Well, they, well, apparently well, yeah, this I mean, is his 10th, right, or 9th. Yeah, so I, I, I mean, it's I Kill Bill think, is one film, but I think that's yeah. two. Yeah, I didn't so, really yeah. dig Kill Bill so much. I, I think yeah, Pulp I Fiction didn't like would, that. would probably be 
Mm, and that sounds uh, really gonna, commercial, I'm, but... I'm going to be that guy and say Jackie Brown. Oh, me too, yeah. yeah. I'm yeah, the okay. other guy yeah. who yeah, says Jackie that, Brown. Yeah. That film seemed to me... Like, Pulp Fiction's great. Reservoir Dogs I like too. Yeah, yeah. But it seemed Jackie Brown was like, oh, he's getting a bit more mature. He's, he's, he's sort yeah. of getting something else apart from the, the, the gimmicks. And then it sort of went a bit downhill from there for me. I think Glorious Bastards was a good fun romp, mm. but... Well, was Kill Bill the next one after... Think Jackie it Brown was yeah because like Kill Bill like yeah you look at Jackie Brown as a like sort of step towards him mm. kind of getting out of his own way and like you know pushing aside all these like overly stylistic flourishes and stuff mm. yeah and then Kill Bill is such a one eighty <laughs> back of the list. Yes, it's yeah. just like every single shot is a reference to another movie yeah like, yeah. yeah yeah so maybe he thought oh. I've got that, yeah, I've done that yeah. film. Now let me go back to what I like. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know. So but... where would you place this on the uh Ooh. on the rung? I haven't seen Death Proof, and that's probably the only one I haven't seen. Death Proof is, is definitely Actually, a weaker Is it? Okay. I mean it's if oh. you take it as like a, a B movie, it's it's yeah. It's mm. a yeah, it's a sort of satisfying example. I mean, also speaking of incredibly violent scenes, that first car crash in that movie is but hang on, horrifying. That, oh, really? is that the one? That it, it had two films in one. Was that? Yeah, so that was Grindhouse, was Death Proof, and Planet Terror. Which Planet was Terror was Robert yeah, Rodriguez yeah, but one. Death Proof was actually. But then they were both re-released right. as individual Separate films. Separate films, like, with, okay. Because like the original version of Grindhouse, I think had like they did a thing where like you know forty five minutes of each film was just cut out because there were reels missing. Oh, it really? Like, it was meant to be like a found object kind uh, of thing. Okay. And yeah. then they did the re-release of the two films separately. Mm. Um. I, I, it's hard. I haven't thought about it, but I'd say probably mid. I mean, Jackie mm-hmm. Brown, Pulp Fiction, probably in Inglorious or Reservoir next, and then maybe this. I don't really like Hateful Eight or Kill Bills, and Django was so so. So probably yeah, this is better than those ones, but not as good as the first ones I mentioned. I'd say mm. so middle roughly. Yeah. yeah. Do you think he'll make another film? Apparently he's doing a Star Trek next. Yeah, that's, that mm. is, that's that'll the be word. that'll be I, ridiculous. No way. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. This this has been rumored for a while, mm. um, and he's like publicly said like, yeah, yeah, he's really interested in making a Star Trek movie. Yeah. Yeah. And I would be <clears throat> fascinated to oh, see yeah, yeah. what would happen with that. That, that I just it, will it be sanctioned by Roddenberry and his his no. crew or because oh. surely there's. I mean, you know, I mean, if it's going to be a Star Trek, it would have to be, you know, produced with the yeah. cooperation of whoever owns the rights. They're to not going to let him fuck with that, are they? That's I don't know. Well, I, I don't know. Well, that, I don't know of... that Roddenberry's estate actually owns the uh, license. It's probably okay. owned by some TV station. I think at some point yeah. that that changed. Even going back as far as um, Deep Space Nine was a real um, no, but that, that was... got away from the Star Trek, the I original. Don't think I think that was sanctioned. I it think there's always a Roddenberry name at the end of the credits in those. I'm not sure if no. Deep Space Nine did, mm, okay. and I'm not sure with the new stuff. With the new stuff, all the Netflix stuff, this I don't know Discovery what's going on there. Ah, uh, yeah. Mm. It, it's well, there is a lot. maybe he wants to take it back from that the evil Netflix Manson family oh, people. Oh yes, possibly. <laughs> He's going to insert the Manson family again <laughs> into into, um, into his Star Trek. Um, th- th- this film now. Um, box office wise, it's his third most um, profitable or, or third best returns. Yeah. Um, Django first, and then Inglorious worldwide. Anyway, it's probably going to get up a little bit more, but still not much when you think about crazy box office these days. It's only a couple of two hundred, three hundred million mm-hmm. around the world. Yeah, okay. So well. he's got fans, but he doesn't have mega fans, if you know what I mean. So no, but still, I mean, three hundred million dollars for a film as 
weird and long as this. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah, yeah, You yeah. know, like this isn't, well, yeah. I mean, Adventures Endgame obviously was a long movie, but, mm-hmm. you know, it, it is, I, I, I like that Quentin Tarantino was able to make films as, not personal necessarily, although obviously this was a mm. personal film for him, but he's able to make these huge spectacle films which are so, yeah, you know, of themselves and not necessarily aligned with any of the other sort of trends in mainstream filmmaking. Mm. And, you know, that he is able to, it's kind of like, it's like, I don't really enjoy listening to Radiohead, but I like the fact that Radiohead exists. You know, like I, that's kind of how I feel about Quentin um, Tarantino. T- yep. T- yep. Terry Terry Gilliam used to do that years and years ago. Yeah. Like he, he'd be a really weird, odd filmmaker with a, with budgets. And you'd think, mm. how did they give him money for this? What the what's yeah. going on here? Um, all that now, I guess you're right there. But Tarantino, if he does jump into Star Trek, that'll be a strange. Like he's into a a franchise, then isn't he? And that's that'll be the yeah. first time. So. And Odd. like, is it going to be a like a, a an R rated Star Trek? You'd, like, ho- you'd hope so. Yeah, yeah. that'll be fun. Yeah, I wonder. Yeah, um, well, I think that's about it, guys. That's uh, that's plenty. Cool. Thank you very much, Ben. Yeah, thanks for having me. No worries, Rolly. Thank thanks again. See you later. See ya. Bye. You're at fucking Dalton. Don't you forget it. <laughs>